Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another first-run bald movie. Tonight, Jim and I went to go see the very, very first-run, the very pulpy Thor, Love and Thunder, starring Natalie Portman's arms. Um, Jim, what did you think of this latest missive from the Marvel Universe with your favorite hero, the Mighty Thor? The Mighty Thor, whose powers I can never quite gauge, especially when he's fighting gods and mortals. Um, I I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. You know, I'm I'm a fan of Taika Waititi stuff, and he directed this, and his signature is all over it. So uh, his voice just, is all over it. His his voice is all over it too. Yeah, I, I'm not totally sure I was in for those parts of the movie i think those are maybe some of the weaker parts but i don't know this movie has a style that is different from other properties in the marvel cinematic universe uh and i feel like thor is interesting because it's evolved so much Mm -hmm. um whereas i feel like other properties in the mcu have had more consistency thor just like changes pretty much every movie what the movie's going to be. And I really yeah. didn't like the Ragnarok stuff last time. I found the humor to be just too stupid. Um, but they dial it back a notch, and this is a much more like New Zealandish humor uh, in its funny parts, and I appreciated that more. So, yeah. Um, I I mentioned right before the stream that I thought this felt like almost Pixar-ish in its aesthetics and its tone and its storytelling. What does that um, mean? It means like it's very family oriented. It's very cute. Okay. It's very, you know, there's there's literally a character that looks like a squishmallow in a scene. Like there's just like lots of, you know, kind of it's very kid oriented. You know, there's there's like I, I mean I don't want to spoil it, but there's a lot of like the that that kind of themes of family and continuity and. Uh, um, all, all that stuff that, and, and, and I thought there'd be more kind of like romance. I thought this would be more, uh, the, 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 there'd be a lot more th- romance between Thor and Natalie Portman. Not that there's not, mm-hmm. it's just that that ended up not being the, f- what I would think is the focus of the, the film. Um, I have heard that these, this film essentially frappe is two of the most beloved and storied, uh, plot, plot runs or, or runs of the Th- mighty Thor comic. And I've heard okay. that like real OG Mighty Thor fans feel like this is kind of like the the X Men Three Last Stand of of Thor movies. Like it just maybe rushed through and abbreviated some stuff that they had really been wanting to see. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm not a big fan of Mighty Thor. Thor. I've never read a single one of his comics. I occasionally he'll bumble into some of the plot lines that I used to follow back in the '90s and early aughts. And I thought it was great. Um, to me, Thor, it's like they had Thor 2, the Dark World or whatever, the Dark Elves. And they're like, oh, God, this is way too serious and operatic. We'll never do this again. And Thor has just become this kind of like oblivious oaf that 
I think yeah. is kind of charming and fun. And he's, you know, Chris Hemsworth is kind of born to play it. And I also thought this is the first Marvel film I've seen in a long time, but maybe except for the Eternals, which ugh, that felt completely divorced from the rest of the goings on of the Marvel universe. There's no tie in to the D plus crap. There's no, uh, doesn't feel like they are kicking off another movie series or something like that. Not the, Except for I can start to see the Marvel Universe bending into the weird cosmic direction that it's probably necessarily going to be bending in to accommodate the likes of the Fantastic Four. Like you see them setting up the Eternals and the Celestials and, um, you know, I was like, good Lord, they might they might kick off Galactus here at the end, which would be kind of cool. but yeah, that that's the only thing. It's like it's it's in the the background and in the uh, the texture of the universe. There, there's there's a little bit of I think what tying into Phase Five or what the hell they're calling this. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was nice to see just kind of like a standalone. Nice to see a superhero movie clock in under two hours with credits. I was gonna say yeah. Did they did the fans of this want another half hour, uh, another forty five minutes to get all that no. extra stuff in there? Um, I still think this movie is probably ten fifteen minutes a little too long. I thought that there it was it felt a little so. flabby in the middle parts. I thought this had an ext- a really strong first act and a really strong last act, and I thought there's a couple places in the middle where it's like, oh man, I don't I've I've lost track of what I what we're doing and, and why I care, but um, huh. I will say, uh, full disclosure here, I've, I've had like three hours of sleep in the last Oof. 20, 20 30, 36 hours, whatever. Uh, and so every time the movie slowed down, I threatened to fall asleep in the theater. Uh, I was in for the action scenes. I was in for the comedy and uh, when it was moving. But every time you get Natalie Portman and, and Thor just kind of hanging out and talking... I'm started starting, really dragons. That's that's what I'm bit. talking about. To the point where I had to ask my wife about a crucial scene that was yeah. them talking uh, after the movie. So I feel like I got everything. <laughs> okay, but you know th- that's the major caveat. <laughs> well, I did not. I I was I came in fresh and spry and looking forward to it. And again, I said I I think this is a a a good movie. It's not the greatest Marvel film. It doesn't you know it's not. Uh, I don't think I had as much fun. Uh, with the, as I did in the last Doctor Strange or certainly the last Spider-Man, but it's it's good. Yeah. It's good. I mean, Spider-Man um, are, are my favorite of the Marvel series. Uh, I will say I thought the acting was excellent. Christian Bale is dude. an amazing villain. Uh, amazing. It's one of those things where yeah, he is probably top five Marvel villain at this uh, at this point. Um, and I was we were talking priestess. I like, mean, this guy doesn't phone in shit. <laughs> Right. You know, he really puts in a whole ass performance and uh, I've never heard of this God butcher, this gore, the God butcher before. Um, But I thought like visually he was striking, Uh, you know, you see him in a trailer. He's this ghostly skeletal thing with the robes and the bright gold eyes that kind of glitter in the darkness. And there's a lot of like um, the seventh seal kind of stuff going in, going on in the, in the last act of this movie where everything's very stark and black and white and feeling very biblical and apocalyptic. And he's there for those moments. And he does really good choreography with the various Thors. And there's a couple points where he has to be like really quietly menacing to like children. And Mm -hmm. he nailed all that stuff. Uh, There's a couple points where he has to be tender to to nail the character motivation. So he's one of those great villains who's well-rounded and you kind of like not exactly 
you're rooting against him, but you also kind of see why he's doing the things he's doing. And yeah, A plus, great marks, Christian Bale. Yeah, no, the the, the cold open on this movie is very good. Uh, and then they did something interesting, which uh, is something I haven't seen Marvel do before is they give you a recap. You know, you said this was not connected, but it is connected to the previous Thor movies, obviously. You, right, yes. And they, they recap the whole damn story for you uh, in, in a fun and compelling way. So and I illuminate. was super grateful for that because I don't remember anything sure. other than Natalie Portman was his ex-girlfriend from the first movie. Like, right. I, I really don't remember anything else. So that was super helpful. It, it kind of to me is Marvel acknowledging, look, we have a lot of baggage here. There's a lot of weight to our lore. We need to, if we're going to continue to bring people along and tell them, hey, you don't need to know everything about Thor. You don't have to have seen all the previous Thor movies to enjoy this one. We're going to have to do something to get them there. And this is the first time I've seen him do it. And it was super helpful. Yeah, I thought the it, it also had a good blend of humor, but it wasn't like, it, the humor didn't get in the way of the um, emotional beats of the movie. Um, there's one particular gag that got me every goddamn time. Like I should have started to expect it. it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a kiss of the light. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, it's a really I think it's 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 a quality Thor story. Um, what else do you want to talk about? Spoiler free. Here's what's new in premium content for our club members. On the latest episode of Off the Clock, we're catching up on Constellation. Aaron has some Avatar, the last Airbender to talk about, and perhaps I'll give a belated review of Monarch Legacy of Monsters. You can find that in your premium feeds this Wednesday. And don't you forget about lunch, because our weekly Q&A session starts at 1 p.m. this Friday on Patreon. But if you can't catch the show live, you can listen to the podcast later that evening. If you want more Bald Move in your life, head over to support.baldmove.com to find out how you can get tons of bonus audio and video content, plus ad-free feeds. Uh, there's not a lot. I have a lot of specifics, but maybe we should. That's get the thing. The I'm, I've got a couple things I was surprised by, but like, I can't say, um, I also, I think, um, it's fair to say that I like the look of this film too. Um, mm-hmm. I like this when they get cosmic, you know, when you go to guardians, when you go the, the last few Thors where everything's very rainbow, and gym and glittering and otherworldly and like 1960s sci-fi cover or <laughs> 1970s album album cover prog rock cover in in a, in a lot of cases yeah and that's the thing the the music too we need to talk about before we get to trailers yes yeah but there's like there's a lot of like really like new asgard i thought was really cool and funny um the city of the gods that they visit was appropriately kind of mind bending uh, and cool. Uh, the shadow realm looked very stark and scary. There's yeah, there, there's like lots of distinct environments and, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, I've seen Dave Chin cause I don't think Dave Chin liked this film very much, but he was talking about how I guess Taika Waititi was saying that he let the stars improvise a lot of the dialogue and even like crucial, like plot decisions. It kind of like worked out. And a lot of these were like filmed in parking lots and stuff. And it's like, but I don't know. I don't, I didn't see 
like this doesn't feel like the prequels where um the, 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 you can you're aware that the actors are standing in this big vast empty space with with the light not matching and them being kind of bored disinterested and also didn't feel like um you know one of those things where it was all improv it felt i don't know i I, I movie sure yeah I, I guess i guess it's like whether you like the movie or not and this movie is not it's one of the lower rated movies of the marvel uh um or whatever uh it's got 69% right now in Rotten Tomatoes, 85% audience score. But uh, I thought that was shockingly low. Yeah, My, I mean, I I don't know what to think because, like, critics, everybody fucking loves Ragnarok, and I did not. So <laughs> I don't have my finger on the pulse of the Marvel critics. Maybe it's too close to Ragnarok because I do feel like this is exactly the same tone, a lot of the same characters, a lot of the same, you know... Yeah, maybe I maybe it was just a combination of Thor and Super Dumb Hulk. Yeah. That made me think, boy, this movie is re- just really stupid. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously Hulk not in this one, so got got free of a little bit of the stupidity. Yeah, 69% but, feels know. pretty low. It might be a sign that the uh, critical audience is finally getting goddamn tired. Like, it has to be exceptional Marvel movies um, sure, before sure. they're going to get above 80% on these things. But um, I thought I that was... The, the soundtrack is surprisingly one note. I, I was... Yes! I was surprised at just how many Guns N' Roses songs are in it. And, and yeah. Guns N' Roses is all over this movie. It's not even just the soundtrack. There are posters in people's rooms. Uh-huh. There are just like overt references to it everywhere. I don't understand yeah. why. Is Thor like canonically it's, a big Guns N' Roses fan or something? I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like metal, you know, like Nor- Norse stuff is very kind of like by definition sure, I get metal. It stylistically, but there's a lot of fucking bands, like rocking bands from the 80s that you could have diversified. I agree. Bit. The only thing I can think of is they, they really didn't want to go and veer completely into the guardians of the galaxy's lane so it's like well we can't you know uh if we're sticking with pop culture from like the 70s and 80s we can't really mine from the same sources so let's just do gnr and lots of gnr um i thought that was a little unfortunate too because i'm not the biggest guns and roses fan yeah i i like guns and roses a lot i'm i am a pretty big fan of theirs but it just made the movie feel one note every every time another guns and roses song kicks in i'm like oh this again really okay yeah great music but just felt a little weird okay should we talk about some trailers and then get into mm-hmm. the spoiler discussion okay um i didn't see a lot of new trailers i there might have yeah. been a new trailer for nope and i closed my eyes and i put my fingers in my ears and i kind of made a low mm, noise until it went away because i don't want to know any more thing i don't want i'm seeing this movie in two weeks i don't want to know a damn thing about it no more it was not new i've, I've seen this trailer once this was okay. a, this was a expanded trailer but i've already seen it gotcha uh, I tell you what I am interested in seeing this movie called Amsterdam. It's directed by a uh, brilliant filmmaker, but all around asshole David O. Russell. It looks like it could be Fargo season four, season two. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know much about this film other than this cast might be some of the best cast I've ever like this. This is loaded. Uh, what yeah. did you think of this thing? Uh, I'm pretty excited to see this. It's it's a P 
period piece set in like the 30s maybe uh, and it's purportedly takes place around a very important event that is real in the history of America and it's real got, in the Fargo sense of the word or real in know. like the actual reality sense of the word I'm not sure that's why I'm kind of curious about it um, but yeah I, the, the cast is amazing it's got Christian Bale and Margot Robbie Anya Taylor-Joy Chris Rock uh, Timothy Oliphant. It's like Michael B. Loaded. Jordan. Michael uh, Shannon, I think, is also John, like, John David Washington, Denzel's yep. kid, uh, Robert De Niro. <laughs> right. Right. It's absolutely loaded. Yeah, you mentioned Michael Shannon. It's, yeah, I, like I said, I, I you know, um, one of my favorite movies is I Heart Huckabees, and David O. Russell made that, and I'm, super interested in seeing just about anything he makes. Like I said, he seems like he's a real asshole um, on the set. And uh, if you've seen that, the, any, that scene where he's screaming at Lily Thompson on the set of I heart Huckabees, it's like, good Lord, but the guy guy makes good movies. So I'm interested in seeing what the, this is all about. Yeah. I'm super in on that. I wonder when that's coming out. Oh, did they have a, a release date? November 4th. Ooh. So fourth quarter first run yeah. movie action. They're really they're really starting to advertise fourth quarter movies. I saw the next one, the next trailer I saw Disney's strange world is a th- yeah. advertising as a Thanksgiving movie. And then uh-huh. there was an avatar two trailer that's right. like coming December. Probably around Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. So boy, I don't know about stuff. strange world. Um, my wife really wants to see this. She thought really the, the creativity of it. Yeah. She's into okay. Like, really creative like strange stuff like this so no i get that i like I, I guess i didn't give i didn't give i didn't really treat this seriously because i saw like it's aesthetic and like i'm kind of like um i don't know light year broke my heart a little bit the fact because i haven't seen it i'd go see it but i've also haven't heard yeah. that it's like super great um there was a time where like i'd see anything like disney animation or pixar but i'll see see what alexis thinks of it and that's it. That's all. Like, there's a lot of repeat trailers. There's, a, I got to see the goddamn bullet train again. A new trailer uh, for Bullet Train. That oh, was, was it new? Different song. Yeah, they used to do the uh, Staying Alive. Because uh, I didn't even pay any attention. Cover, I didn't even pay any attention. I was uh, yeah. looking up the cast. I was looking up all the cast for Amsterdam. Why this? As I saw, oh, <laughs> fucking Bullet Train. Okay, go back to what I was doing before. Yeah, um, no, it was a new trailer. It doesn't get me any more or less excited. I said if I saw that that fucking trailer one more time that same one one more time i wasn't gonna go but they heard they you just with a new one so they must have right they must have been listening and said well that trailer's played out i know we're kind of up in the air about whether we're seeing bullet train or not um i don't think it's we're like two I weeks did. after nope I, yeah I feel like maybe we should because we have almost nothing in august i think without bullet train there is literally nothing in august yeah not much in september too um, the third yeah. quarter, third after the third, third quarter season, does, I, there's not there's not a lot that, that we're excited about. But uh, um, now we're done talking to trailers. The upcoming movies, we are as Jim said uh, on seven twenty one, going to go see Jordan Peele's newest Nope. Um, we may see Bullet Train two weeks later uh, on August fourth. I'm definitely interested in seeing this three thousand years of longing, where. Uh, Tilda Swinton rubs a lamp and out comes oh, a giant. Gi- yeah, yeah, out comes a giant uh, Idris Elba as a ge- genie. A, a and yeah. yeah, it looks it looks really cool. Who who directed that? Because I think it's got a little bit of a pedigree that I'm interested in too. But mostly yeah, the so. the visuals 
looks up. Oh, mm-hmm. George Miller. Yes, this is oh, the one right, he's doing in between right. Mad Max shit. And yeah. the vi- the visuals on this film just look incredible too. So I'm I'm definitely into that. Um, can, can you explain to me what Rochester Institute of Technology is doing advertising Coca Cola? Did, did you what? see that? There there was this weird transition between like after after the Avatar two trailer, it just went to two people sitting in a dark room, and one of them says, "I'm I'm Leslie," and the other person says. I'm Jonathan and we're from Rochester Institute of Technology. And then they just cut over to a Coke commercial for 30 seconds. I, you know, I, man, I guess I've gotten really good at just going into a coma during commercials because I did <laughs> I not recognize it. any of that. No. Uh-uh. RIT is like Hawk and Coke. Are they really <laughs> that hard up for students? Come on. Or is it just, they, they, they fucked up the, the advertising reels. Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, I felt like there should have been more than just we're from RIT and then Coke commercial, but whatever. I thought the uh, sign language one was cute and uh, that the, 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 so they, they led were, with. They were advertising movie tech for hearing impaired people. How was I to know that other than the guy? I, I assume the guy was deaf. The guy? Because in the commercial, the girl was. Really? The guy was okay. the hearing one. So there's two maybe I, maybe hearing impaired commercials in this. Okay. All right, this is this is a fucking mess. Uh, if you would yeah. like to hear our spoiler-filled thoughts, you got to be a club member. That's the cold hard truth. Support.baldmove.com. You can get signed up today, right now, this second, and get instant access to our full thoughts on Thor, Love, and Thunder. Uh, if you are a club member or you're joining, come on over into the VIP spoiler section. If not, we'll see you in two weeks for Jordan Peele's Nope. <laughs>